just slipped the nuts to the MJF. Hell? Ricochet just slipped the nuts to MJF. What the hell? Oh, one, two, three. This is the No Sold Rap. Here we are doing a little full gear review. AEW had a pay per view. We can call it that. Not a premium live event. Still had to pay. <laughs> Still had to pay. But uh, actually, shout out to Duke. Thank you for that. For <laughs> that uh, stream, providing that stream. Share your passwords with your friends, guys. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the man. And also thanks to Zern ahead of, let me say that ahead of schedule. He did some road work for us. Um, he's got a full report from the road. He went live. So we'll talk about that. But it emanated from Newark, New Jersey, full gear 2022. I'm going to just say off the top, it was a fun event. It had its highs and lows, as most shows do. I'm realizing as we really sit and grade these shows, it's going to be hard to ever find the perfect show. But um we definitely have to talk about the details and what I noticed uh, just really quick going into this full gear last week, the build really quick. Um, that crowd was dead. You guys might not like remember cause we just watched full gear, but it was a Connecticut crowd mm-hmm. and it was like just another, um, another chance for them to make MJF look kind of silly going into this pay-per-view. If you guys remember like the, uh, the ending sequence, just to get into that really quick, how MJF like, tore down all of the firm really quickly, like one punch at a time. Yeah. And then Mox, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So what'd you guys think really quick of that last segment really quick, the build into full gear. I was saying last week that the build for the pay-per-view wasn't my favorite, you know, and like, and that I was kind of falling off the MJF story, you know, whatever they were doing with him, you know, as of late, it was sort of all falling off. And then that shit was just goofy to me. Cause it's like, no offense to the guy. I get it. This is pro wrestling, but like when you're coming out and beating up five dudes who are all bigger than you, you know what I mean? And just one punch KO and them on the ramp and all this. It's just, it was just funny looking. It didn't have the same optics as like other tough guys that we've seen in the past do the same thing. Everybody does it. I don't know. It just was, it's just, I was just like, uh, it's not yeah. for me, you know? Um, and this whole, his whole build hasn't been for me, but I was hoping the pay per view payoff would be cool. We'll it's get debatable. To that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get Duke. You mentioned last week Britt Baker's amazing promo on Dynamite because I do want to touch on that really quick. As that build went in uh, with Soraya and the DMD, she's like on. I just think Britt Baker's always, you know, uh, great on the mic. But that was she was on top of her game for that. So, what you think of the build though going into the show? Yeah, I mean, we talked about that. Like, I I was more excited for maybe not excited but invested in that match than any other match probably because of that Mm. like build up with her and Soraya like Soraya was good too but Britt is just like she's so natural and just like I don't know man like and I don't need to be like I'm always going to get AEW's pay-per-views because they're usually fun Mm -hmm. if anything else they're usually fun and like a lot of them that I've watched I've loved actually so like I'm always going to I don't need to be sold on it, but that was the one that I was probably looking forward to the most, which is pretty interesting, I thought. 
Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, like what I mentioned, the just the build with the MJF and Mox thing really quick, how they kept just going back to Mox being or um, MJF being like a young man, you know, like Moxley just making making fun of him for the most part. It was a weird build because they usually say build up your opponent if you're about to like beat them or make your guy seem important if you're going into a big match. And Moxley was just like, you ain't it, bro. Like, you're definitely... <laughs> you're not the devil you're not you're playing wrestler he said a lot of stuff and um but i did think the build was strong enough despite that crowd like that the connected crowd didn't do them any favors but uh before we get into full gear like review i just wanted to mention a couple comments from last week mainly from uh our boy lorenzi who who was saying that the jeff jarrett thing he's on board um He's he sort of feels like it's bringing credibility to the roster. So we'll talk about his involvement at full gear. We'll have to get into that. We'll let you know, Lorenzi, if that's, you know, how we're feeling. Also, John Petrick checked in. He he was just saying how he kind of likes the stable with Jeff Jarrett, the team impact, if you will. And he doesn't know why he can't explain it. But um, he's another one kind of team Jarrett. So I think we all are in a way, but we'll talk about his involvement here, like I said. Yeah, I mean, uh, we said, I mean, I've always liked Jeff Jarrett. He's never been like a favorite of mine, but like I we I think we all kind of agreed it was cool to see him. Like mm -hmm. even when he showed up, we were texting and Frank was like, I think I like it. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. like I, I do like him being involved. I just like I said, I'm just just stay where you're at. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if you want to help Tony Khan, like with some you know, little things, teach him some stuff. Cause you know, he, I think he does have something to give to the business, but like, yeah. I just don't want him getting any kind of power mm -hmm. there, you know, like on stage, listen, man, he looks like a million bucks, dude. It does look good. And like, I think he can still go like, so I'm, I'm cool with that. I just, you know, just know your role, I guess, you know? Yeah. And like, and the biggest thing too, also being, have all those TNA vibes, right? With Jay Lethal yeah. and Sanjay Dutt and even Stinger, you mm -hmm. know, it was just too, if it was with anybody else, I'd probably have no problems, to be honest. And I'm not as big of a JJ guy as you two, maybe, mm -hmm. but it, still, I'd be okay with it. Just, you know, like Duke said, don't give him all this stroke within the company because we saw how that can turn out. And then also, just maybe put them with cooler people who aren't <laughs> impact impact dudes, you yeah. know, and, and maybe I'll be even better with it. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And uh, also John Petrick, he did chime in. This is pre full gear, but I just wanted to mention it because he had this sort of theory or um, I guess concept for MJF, how he's starved for validation. <clears throat> and when he doesn't, you know, get that immediate validation, he's going to go mega heel and this battle within himself, sort of like laying out this, um, I guess like whole idea how, where the MJF character will go. We'll see if that rings true, but um, that's what I wanted to mention from those guys. And I also wanted to mention really quick, we'll get into some WWE stuff next week, but um, we, we did like a little thing on Instagram. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at no sold underscore podcast, but we did a little thing where we snipped out some of our Logan Paul uh, opinions. And I just had to tell like you guys and everyone, like, so we're getting a lot of like backlash, we're called haters. We don't get it. All these comments. Oh, there's mm. three haters. Oh, these three haters. Oh, these guys don't know what the F they're talking about. It's just funny, the defenders. So if yeah. you guys get a chance, it's funny. Nice. I mean, not for nothing. Like, we don't know what we're talking about. I've been watching wrestling longer than probably most of these cornballs had been born. 
<laughs> so like if they ever are if they ever want to debate pro wrestling we'll be happy to uh we'll be happy to do that no doubt i mean if you just want to see flips and flops and a youtube guy be you know in your main events that's your prerogative but mm -hmm. to question our wrestling knowledge again i'll put mine against anybody so yeah you know what to feel free I... to uh to type in the comments and i'll i'll clown all of you yeah i uh, would put your i would put your wrestling knowledge against anyone's as well yeah same. <laughs> um, <I'm> on, yeah. <laughs> maybe but but i do know that um the common thread is like haters right and it's so funny when because i just well, said here's Dude, we're just thing, speaking in, truth in, constantly in 2022 when you have an opinion you're called a hater mm -hmm. when you don't like what what everybody else likes you know that's not, that's not the case man it's not hate we spoke nothing but truth it's we're just talking about how the match should have been competitive yeah, and but... we also you know by the way we i said the dude's athletic yeah we put the him dude, over in a way yeah sure like if you want to fight the miz i just think once again know your role he shouldn't be close to a main event but listen man if that's if that's where the business is going maybe i don't get it you know maybe right. when when wwe is tweeting out who do you want to see what yeah, YouTube which youtuber star yeah 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 would you like to see fight the WWE Universal Champion next. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, we're going to get into more WWE stuff next week. But for this week, it's all about AEW. It's all about full gear. Like I said, Newark, New Jersey, Prudential Center. I've been in this venue, not for this show, but I have seen wrestling there. And um, it's not the best, but they definitely presented it nice. The stage was cool. The set was cool. The commentators were, I guess we'll call it a revolving door throughout the night. Like there were um, multiple men in that booth. So I obviously when Ring of Honor comes in, they bring in a different name. But uh, I believe it was Jim Ross and Shivani kind of swapped halfway through the show. So I just wanted to mention mm. that really quick. And obviously, uh, Taz was Taz was on the whole night, and and I don't know. Uh, spoiler is alert, that I'm distracting not... to you guys the constant like. To, I'll be honest, not for me, and I'm not defending them or anything. Yeah, I yeah. can see how it is, mm -hmm. but like I didn't even. Tucci was saying that right now, like talking about the commentators, and I was like, oh yeah, I didn't even really catch all the different commentators. You know, yeah. like it didn't it didn't affect me at all. It's not it's it's, a, it's like an old school. Sorry. It's like a WCW yeah, thing no. when they would bring in, I guess, a guy halfway through Nitro. I'm kind of used to it in that way. But I don't necessarily know with the pay-per-view why Shivani and Taz or I'm sorry, Shivani and Jim Ross are the ones swapping. But maybe it you was, know. you know, in WCW, though, it served a purpose because when, you know, they had the cruiserweights on, they would bring Mike Tanay because he knew something knew, yeah. and he would bring something to the show like it's not bringing anything to the show. Right. Ian Rebicconi, I actually like. I think he's good, the Ring of Honor announcer. But, like, I'm sorry, man. All due respect to Jim Ross, like, get it off TV, dude. Like, he's brutal. I'm he sorry, man. Game. He was off his game. Uh, and he says, like, weird shit. Like, he's calling Powerhouse Hobbs Willie. And, like, yeah. just weird, just, like almost like disrespectful i feel like like you know like no dude it's powerhouse hobbs like that's his fucking name like yeah i don't know he's just annoying to me he doesn't bring anything to the table mm. he phones it in he's like a caricature anymore man it's that wwe fake shit yeah mm. i can't hate on jr because i love jr but i do think 
it's it's winding down for him. You know what I mean? Like it's bro, I it's love getting JR. to that point where he says I, stuff. Where I'm like, oh, Jr. He said something like last week. He mentioned Grizzly Smith. You know, and it's like on commentary he mentioned Grizzly Smith, and you know, it's like, oh, dude, Jr. And you could hear Jericho like fumble, like, oh, like he didn't even know what to follow it up with. You know, and it's sort of like, yeah, all yeah right, he's dude, maybe you just got to listen. He's one of the greatest of down. all time. It's not a yeah. disrespect thing, but you know. <laughs> You got to, when it's over, it's over. Go work backstage. Tony (laughs) Khan wants to pay him. He wants to take care of him because of his contributions to wrestling. That's fine. Go be a scout, whatever you want to do. But Mm -hmm. take the microphone away from this dude. Excalibur is good, man. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know about JR as, yeah, like the color guy, right? Because he's not just doing play-by-play. But um, I'm I'm more Shivani than any of these guys for me. I wish he could do it, you know, all night long with uh, maybe Excalibur. But... I did want to mention those the commentator team because even Taz, like I'm not a Taz fan on commentary, but he had a like a whole moment where he was he was like laughing during one of yeah. the brutal spots. And yep. he was like, I don't know, I guess I'm a sicko. I'm, I'm a just sick laughing. freak. It was just like <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah. know what you're talking about, Taz. But um It was yeah. uh Satnam Singh. Exactly. Yes. He threw Darby and he's like laughing. Yeah, it was but anyway, that that's your commentator team. Um let's get into the show though. So they kicked off with a steel cage match. This build's been cool to me, too, for Jungle Boy Jack, <clears throat> Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Luchasaurus. Uh, man, when he changed the gimmick, I think he kind of looks cooler. I know you guys aren't big fans of him, but Luchasaurus, that name, this would probably be a good time to change yep. the name. Yep. Maybe. What do you call it, Dude, I thought no, the same call? thing, because, like, <laughs> the match was good. Mm. And, like, he was, like, a monster. And, like, he's an athletic dude, you know, like, but that name is just so silly. Mm-hmm. You what know, could you like, call him? I, I don't know like his real right name. Right hand but... of destruction. I think that sounds cool. You know, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but um, the match itself, uh, Jungle Boy got busted open real early, and yeah, um, right away you saw that, right? And yeah. uh, and Christian, Christian as a manager, like kind of, I don't know why, like he just it feels natural. He's just so good at everything he does, man. Do you guys agree? Just seeing him out there. Oh yeah, I mean Christian's a legend. You know, he's all he's one of our favorites. All of our favorites. Yours super high on your list, but <laughs> yeah. he's one of all of our favorites. So yeah, like I did, everything Christian touches is gold. He even made Impact cool for a little bit, you know. Yeah. So, so it's it's hard to do. Maybe yeah. the last uh the last uh NWA champion worth is worth it, worth the merit. I don't know. Yep. I know some yeah. guys, some of your favorites may have had that belt, but the show was trash. You know, at least when Christian had it, it still was kind of cool. Yeah. Definitely. And um I did want to mention just a few notes I had on the match. You said it was a great a- Really good match, Duke, and I agree. Um, but Jungle Boy, like, like firing up, and he had a lot of HBK in him in this, at least to me. Like, I he felt wore like HBK trunks, HBK inspired trunks from the Bad Blood or Hell in a Cell that we just reviewed. Man, that's why I couldn't yeah. put it together. Mm-hmm. There yeah. we go. The like zebra, mm-hmm. very cool. Yep. Even he he talked about it in the scrum. I thought it looked familiar. Then he talked about it in the post fight mm. scrum. So that could only help. Plus he did the elbow drop off the top mm-hmm. of the cage just to skip ahead a little bit, which I thought was an, a really epic spot. Um, did you guys catch the moment where? I, yeah, I think it was Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy got Luchasaurus up in the pile driver, just a standard pile driver. Yeah, and the crowd like popped, like they were seeing some mm-hmm. kind of like triple moonsault. It was just cool to see like a simple move. Get yeah, a cool yeah. reaction. And uh, the other note I had was <laughs> Luchasaurus, speaking of the Hell in a Cell and all, he's sitting up like the dead man. Did he always do that? Did I miss that? Like doing the um, Undertaker sit up? 
Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not sure. I can't recall him doing it before. Me but neither. He's always doing stuff to get up in like athletic ways. So like, I don't know if he ever did the sit up like that. You know what I'm talking but... about though? Like the the mm-hmm. old. Yeah. He he did it, and then um he also did a tombstone in the match. So I'm just like, oh, oh. Well, all right. That's I mean, cool. it might have been you know, so like you said, the bad blood. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Just like Jungle Boy Jack with his tights. Yeah, but what overall, what you guys think of the match uh, as as a whole for for an opener? Cool way to open the show, I thought. Yeah, it was a cool opener. I didn't expect that cage match to be the opener. I'll be honest. I thought that'd be later in the card. I didn't know what would open, but I was surprised. And it was like they got right to it, which I enjoyed too, because it seemed like from beginning to end, like they were doing wild shit. I thought it was a good match. One of my favorites on the card, not my favorite, but one of my favorites toward the top of the card. Um, I think it's one of the more entertaining matches all around the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like Jungle Boy Spot, like those are moments, you know. I think that's a match because I'm hard on Luchasaurus because I think he's green still. Like I feel like he hasn't improved, right? Like where we see a lot of guys like improve over these first few years of the company. And then when I see Luchasaurus, I'm like, is this guy getting any better? Or is this just what he can do, you know? <laughs> so I thought that match was like probably his best match ever. And Jungle, I give a lot of credit to Jungle Boy, you know, for carrying the guy through like a Sean would carry, you know, some of these guys in the past, not Undertaker necessarily, but Diesels or whatever the case is. It felt like it gave me those type of vibes, like pulling out a good match against maybe a clumsy guy, but, you know, made it entertaining. True, true story. Duke, what did you think overall of the match, like as an opener? Well, I think it opened because it was easy because, you know, you put the cage up. You open it and then you tear the cage. Down. Down. You know it would be <laughs> yeah. harder to you know. Yeah. In yeah, the middle logically. of the card, we're gonna pop this cage on. You know, and then blah blah blah. But um, yeah, it was a good match. It was entertaining. I I find I found myself thinking like I wanted to ask you guys um because like I like Jungle Boy but like I don't love him like I I know John loves him. I don't know about you, Frank, if you love him or not. But I'm not like in love with him. I think he's a good. I think he's a good one for the future. You know. What do you? What's what his do ceiling? You guys, though? think is his ceiling? That was going to be my question. Like, what do you think? At the end of the day, like the end of his career, like what's his ceiling? Like, where is he going to be? Mm-hmm. You know. It's tricky. I mean, because I think I think his ceiling can be extremely high. I think he can be <clears throat> an HBK type maybe learn get more comfortable on the stick. I do think he could be that guy, but he's also one of those guys who could fuck around and not surpass like what Johnny Nitro, John Morrison was as well. You know what I mean? We're like a super athletic guy capable of good matches, but if he can't really do all the other stuff is great. Who mm-hmm. knows? You know, so like, I think it's still too early to call, but if you look at that company and you see guys like MJF success or Hangman success, you know, like I think I don't see why Jungle Boy couldn't be in that same space at some point. Mm-hmm. So you got, mean like an HBK for the AEW brand type of thing? Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. upper, like a, a main eventer. You're yeah, saying, yeah. Right? I mean, I think so. You know, like as the years progress. Um, yeah, I think he's good. Like he just keeps impressing me. And he's like he you could tell he cares like physically, you know, like he's much larger and like in better shape than he was two years ago mm-hmm. like all these things he's getting better everywhere on the mic and stuff like that so it's like i think there's a lot of upside with him and i hope it just doesn't stall out the way like a morrison did for example yeah it's tough i think i'm with you i could see him as like a main event guy i think he has to like as silly as it sounds just like 
get a little older even like yeah. like aesthetically because he's yeah, yeah he looks so young you know like mm -hmm. i feel like when he like kind of gets like more into like a manly sort of like face body i'd like to see him like bulk up a tiny bit it probably will never happen but i just feel like his body like his frame might hold him back from ever being i know i think you said it a while ago like he's probably the same size as hbk you said but i don't know man i don't yeah maybe i'm knows. like i'm missing that but he just seems like a lot smaller but i yeah. love him like as a personality and <clears throat> I could see him as definitely like he's one of the pillars, right? I mm -hmm. and I think that's that's rightfully so. I I think he just has a charisma about him, and you know I'm a fan for sure. I liked the match. Um, I thought it was you know one of the best top three top three for sure on the night. I think I had it. I know yeah, I had it. Um, and what what I did mention like uh, Zern was out doing road work and I want to kind of just bring him along while we rate this. Cause he, he did mention he was, I mean, he was at the show. So he did mention that the psychology was great. It was just a little too short for him. And, uh, and uh, he didn't love when they left the cage, but that was part of obviously to do the, the spot. I didn't like that either. Yeah. Like, and I was like confused for a second. I was like, Oh, I guess that isn't a way to, to victory. Meaning like they go through the door. Cause they were just outside all of a sudden. And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. We just go outside in this match. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. I did think that as well. A little nitpick, Duke, you might have caught this, but at the end, it's a nitpick, but like Jungle Boy Jack, they just went through war, right? Gets the big win, pops up, climbs to the top of the cage, celebrates like he's just all good and yep. fine. It's a little yep. thing. Yep. Little yeah, no. yeah, I get it. Yeah, man. Those little things, like it's like, you know, when you're selling your arm the whole match and then the referee goes to raise your arm. And you yeah, oh man, don't raise that arm, raise this one. It's mm -hmm. those little things, man. It's attention to detail makes everything great, in my yeah. opinion. And John yeah, Boy's I mean, uh favorite did that in the pre-show, Eddie Kingston, selling his arm very well. I and actually I, missed that. Yeah. So did he win? He did. He did. Okay. And, and his arm was jacked, and exactly what you said. The ref went to grab it. And he's yep. like, nah, it's the other yeah. arm. You I know, mean, Eddie like knows the yeah, nuances, yeah, yeah. you know. Like he said, he's a mark for that all Japan stuff, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's I should have mentioned Junakiyama is still around, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I had to do a double take. I was like, Junakiyama. He used to wear the blue and white, remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even I remember him. But uh I did yeah. not mention the um the open the pre-show we'll call it i guess but ricky starks did defeat brian cage in a world title eliminator and eliminator tournament so that ricky starks ethan page match will take place on dynamite this coming week that's the finals mm -hmm. i we should have mentioned that and uh the best friends versus the factory also took place pre-show oh, wow best friends won so there was three matches there stuff. yeah sorry i didn't mention that stuff but um yeah overall good opener really really good opener i should say especially for um a show that like they had a nice build with this feud. And I think they mentioned after the match, like maybe jungle boy moves on. I don't know. Maybe they can get a little more out of it, but uh cage match. I mean, and feuds, I think right? when Christian, if Christian comes back and wrestles, I think that has to happen. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah, agree. That storyline. Yeah. I think that storyline has been great. And I think in large, you know, due to Christian, due to Christian. obviously, oh, yeah. but I mean, the Jungle know, Boy's like pulled have, his own weight. In fairness, he you know, has, like, and I, and you can tell Christian's worked with him, which I appreciate. Like yeah. he's doing Christian's moves during the match, like yeah, mm -hmm. which I, I lo that. like a lot. So that's cool. He's helping both of those guys. I feel like everyone's benefited yeah. from this feud. Yep. So really good stuff. Next yep. match, Duke. You heard the song. <laughs> the elite is back. Okay, they're here. 
we and Duke talked about this last week because I I had that's read, crazy probably, that that happened. By the way, Frank, you and you probably read it, but I read it like in passing that they trademarked Wayward Sons, the song, yeah, from Kansas. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, Duke, maybe they're going to come back as the Wayward Sons. Like I thought they would go that far, but looks yeah. like they're using it as a group. Um, I'm a fan. Like I just think it's cool. And anytime like Tony Khan, I guess can. I don't know if it was the Bucks that paid the money to trademark it, but whoever did, I'm sure it was like not cheap. So yeah, it's like, sure. You and know. they're using it going forward too. They're saying so. You know, it's gonna. It yeah. was a hefty fee, I'm sure. So, but but uh, that was obviously the intro to the match because the elite is back. They're taking on the Death Triangle here. Uh, trio's title match. Elite comes out to Wayward Sons, the new song. I liked it, but not too long after the match starts, FCM Punk chants all throughout the match. What'd you guys think of that? You know, at first I was like, you know. Like, man, like, fuck this crowd. You know what I mean? But there was also fuck Sammy chance. There was also fuck Moxley chance. Right. You know what I mean? Throughout the pay-per-view that people aren't going to talk about because it's, you know, it's cool to talk the shit on CM Punk at the moment. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. You you have to expect it, right? These are very protective fans, protective of their baby, AEW, you know? So, like, it didn't shock me. But, uh, you know, if, if CM Punk would have fucking music would have hit at the end of this show all those exactly. fans would have been marking <laughs> exactly. out for him so exactly you know. and that's the bottom line it's it's typical fickle bullshit fans that's all it is man if he mm-hmm. would have showed up they would have lost their fucking minds these are the same people that when cm punk showed up they were crying in the crowd yeah, yeah. on camera you know like come on man like mm-hmm. show some fucking respect it's a shame that it came and went like that, you know. Um, Why is everybody so protective of big companies that don't give a fuck about them? Yeah, it's strange, right? True story. But uh, I will say in a positive light, everyone was on their game in great shape. Like, great shape. Bucks, Bucks are amazing. You know, I really feel like they just... I'll say this because Zern, uh, his road work included a little review on this match as well. And he was just saying how it's like, it's a spot fest. And essentially, like... It wasn't for him. And um, mm-hmm. that's that's totally understandable because, like, I feel like that. It was a little chaotic at times. Mike even said that. But I guess I've just come to expect this now from these guys. And now it's not that I, like, love it. But I will say props to them for remembering this stuff, like, so well. <laughs> if we're going to talk, mm-hmm. like, choreography or, like, memorizing anything, they're in all the right spots. They're in all the mm-hmm. right, mo- like, all the right motion. So if you're going to find a way to appreciate it, like, Yes, it's a bit rehearsed, but props for remembering. Remember. You know, and those guys still tell a story, though. Like, unlike a lot of, like, spotty teams, like if we're thinking of teams like Private Party or, you know, other guys who are just spot fest dudes, you know, essentially it's like the Bucks still tell stories. And, you know, they still have, you know, psychology in there when they need to. But they also do this modern take on wrestling, you know, what I mean, that's super high flying and acrobatic, you know, and but they still can make it believable. That's why they're the best. You know what I mean? It's like it's. It's them and FTR, as far as I'm concerned, maybe like the two best tag teams. And I, I like the Lucha Bros a lot, personally, you know, but like I'll put them a level below FTR and the Young Bucks. And it's like, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be your shit. I saw the same people complaining about that match. And I'll just say that was my favorite match of the card. You know, like I was like. My second favorite. But yeah, yes, I was like, close. man, I, I I was blown away. And it's like, they never, they never miss when the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks have a match. It's like they don't miss. And as far as I'm concerned, and then you just added Pac and Kenny Omega to it. And it's like, uh, it, on yeah. paper, it read like this is going to be a crazy match. 
So much so that they announced seven more of them. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Best of seven. Duke, you yeah. talked about it before, like guys waiting to get hit, right? Or guys waiting for their, you know, mm-hmm. um, next thing. It's like if you could get past that somehow, some way, maybe it is the psychology mm-hmm. they bring to it. Did you enjoy this match? Yeah, I feel like they're so fast, though, that it doesn't really seem like that to me. Mm-hmm. Like where, you know, a lot of the other wrestlers, like they're kind of just waiting there and like they move mm-hmm. like they're they're throwing a clothesline and they're moving like before they're even throwing it. But I don't get those vibes with the Young Bucks like or I mean, I love the Lucha Brothers as well. Real quick about the Wayward Sons thing. Like, I love that song. Love that song. And I love the Young Bucks. I don't want that together, though. It doesn't (laughs) fit them to me. Like, they're Christian. I don't know. Yeah, that's great. It has Christian connotations. Okay, that's that's nice. I mean, Moxley comes out and prays every week in the corner. You know, like, does he need to come out to Jesus Christ Superstar or something? You know, like. (laughs) That'd be funny. Um, no, thank you. That'd be epic. Uh, I, I, I just don't think it fits them. It has mm. nothing to do with their faith. Oh, no, yeah, no, I know that. I know. Yeah, I'm just. Um, and especially Kenny Omega, like what? No, his music's cool, dude. Like, yeah, it is. That's true. Yeah. So, but the match was awesome. Like it was, like you said, it's what we expect from them, right? Like, I don't, I don't think it was the Young Bucks best match. I don't think it was as good as uh, Kenny and Hangman against the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Yeah. Um, I love Pentagon, as you guys know. He's like one of my favorite dudes. So, and then uh, the outcome was a little surprising. I think. Let's talk about sort the of. outcome because yeah. it, well, before we talk oh, about sorry. the outcome, though, I just yeah. want to point out like people talking about like like you said, John, like waiting for the spot. You know what I mean? Like you know, waiting for the guy to get into place and do their move. You know, mm-hmm. and like it's you, it takes people out of it sometimes and. Sure, but I'm like for fucking. I feel like my whole life I watched the Undertaker hold a man's hand and <laughs> climb the ropes all slow and walk around, and all we did was praise him. Yeah. While the guy just stood there like waiting for the Undertaker <laughs> to hit him, you know, and it was sort of like yes, it's amazing over there. So it's like I, that's, that's a good point. Never, you know, it's just like it is what it is. It's it's all fake. We know it's fake, right? So it's sort of like yeah, it's I guess when you when, when you reach a moment of acceptance, yeah, like, you know, you're just, just like. Yeah move past it yeah. and i'd be entertained and mm-hmm. I, I was like so i uh i did have this match like a 6.5 out of 10 whatever you want to call it and mike was just a lot lower zern was a lot lower um for frank you said it's your favorite match of the night mm-hmm. do, do you think this was your favorite match of the night or mm. put you on the spot i don't know man i really like the first match honestly i think uh okay. i i probably enjoyed them both the same i'm more of a singles match guy like I and I like a story, as you know, and that build up's been really cool. But I, I enjoyed both matches. I would say basically equally. I didn't okay. rate them. I know you guys are list guys. I'm not a list guy. <laughs> no, but, but flip a coin for you. I enjoyed both. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed both. Let's talk about real quick the finish because um I guess it was Ray Fenix finally using the hammer, reluctantly mm-hmm. so, or mm-hmm. almost as if he didn't know what he was doing, right? Like that's the p- picture they painted, like uh he was I think so he had no other option. Yeah, right, yeah okay. I think he had no other option. But in that moment, like he didn't want to do it. Like when when all, all things are good, you don't want to do it. But when he was put in that spot where it's like you either do this or you're getting pinned by the move yep. nobody kicks out of, you know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, you know, it's not it's not as a uh, 
easy a choice to like walk away you know that's what i liked about the finish personally i thought it was cool and i'm happy they won because if the if the elite would have just came back and took the belts back it would feel a little cheesy you know right. i don't know personally so but i like that they've been building for a few weeks at least like this hammer spot <laughs> pack's been using it we you got know, hammers we got hammers yeah. we got pliers on the show we got a whole <laughs> yeah. toolbox that will be yeah, used yeah. on the show i would have been cool with them coming back and winning just because of like you know they never mm -hmm. lost them they didn't lose it yeah you know but then the fans would fucking turn on them and be like, they're EVPs, and that's why they're the yeah, champions. The, the right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, but it sure. did continue the story, like Frank said, like with the hammer. I don't think it's the best story, but like if you're going to tie yeah. it into like that moment, it was cool. Like, and like or die. Frank said, we got seven more of these. We got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. seven down. more. We'll see if the hammers uh, shows makes another appearance. But yeah, cool second match. So at this point, I'm feeling like the show is flying high. Like, wow, yeah. off to a really good start. The next match, you know, it's what they call a come down match, I guess. Um, we had Jade versus uh, Nyla Rose, Jade Cargo versus Nyla Rose. You, uh, Nyla Rose comes out with Vicky Guerrero. She's wearing an I'm Your Mommy, Eddie G mm -hmm. inspired shirt. They come Ray out. Ripley shirt, actually. Okay. There you go. Yeah, because Ray, Ray Ripley's doing the I'm Your Mommy right now. So good point. And yeah. uh, so this story's silly to me, right? Like stealing of yeah, the yeah, title. Yeah. It's like, how does anybody just allow their title to be stolen? Even if you're Tony <laughs> real, Khan, you'd be like. Real quick on that. Yeah. Zern doesn't watch AW Weekly. Mm -hmm. So he texts me. He's like, why are there two TBS champions? Uh, <laughs> I was funny. like, oh, yeah, she stole the belt. It's she been done. Belt, it's not the first time <laughs> yeah, in yeah. wrestling. Like It was just funny. He was like, yeah. genuinely like, why, why didn't, why is this happening? Yeah, and, and you know she she stole it, but I guess Jade Cargo coming out with the uh, I guess the Thundercat tribute attire wise looked like, like a, a million. million bucks. Yeah, oh my gosh, looked like a million again. Jade, uh, this wasn't her best outing, and I just think it's a matter of dance partners. I'm not a fan of Nyla Rose, but. What are you gonna do? I'm, I'm actually gonna be way nicer on this match than you. Oh, I did. Okay. I did think it was a good outing for Jade, and mm. um, but you know, but it, like. The bar for Jade is different than, you know, some of these other ladies even, you know, so it's sort of like I expect rough around the edge matches, you know, with her. But like, I don't know what it was, but like when that match was over by, by the end of that match, like I was into it. Like, wow. like I, thought, I thought Jade's moves like look strong. I think she needed a girl like Nyla who has like because Nyla is the former world champion, you know, over there. And it's like and she's a big girl herself. So like it was competitive, you know, like. It's one of the lowest graded matches on my show, so I'm not like acting like it was. What did you have it out of curiosity? I gave it two point five. Two point five stars out of five. Out of five, yeah. That'd be like a five out of ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like a five out of ten. I just thought it was like I was like mm. for I I when it was done, I said I think that's Jade's best match. Okay. You know, so like you know, and it's not. It's funny because I agree with you. Yeah, you know, wow. like I think she needed that a bigger opponent. Mm -hmm. and like she showcased her strength in mm -hmm. this match like and by the end of it like it seemed like she was tired like it yeah, seemed yeah. like she had to work to beat her mm -hmm. and i thought i thought that was cool yeah huh. real quick about the entrances jade obviously i'm an 80s kid thundercats i was like oh my god i was marking out mm -hmm. i'm a big dork but um the eddie guerrero thing if anybody has the right to do it it's Vicky, it's Vicky, right? Yeah. Like, but I'm 
I don't know about you guys. I'm sick of this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not cool, I don't want to see you doing Eddie Guerrero tributes. Uh, like, yeah. everybody does the three amigo suplexes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's shaking Shakes, and doing yeah. front. Like, no, man. Like, let cool people do that. <laughs> Vicky, maybe just Vicky. Maybe Vicky and Dominic. Maybe. Maybe it's the, yeah. the select few that bad. maybe knew him or maybe yeah, even worked with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah like know? I'm I'm sick of this shit. I understand it's like a respect thing, but it almost feels disrespectful to me because you're not as good as he was. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm sick of fucking Eddie Guerrero comparisons, too, because, yeah. dude, not like, even nobody's close. Nobody's going to be there, yeah. He's one of the great, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the greatest. Like I think it's clout chasing. It. it is that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, but... like, and it gets... It gets a pop, you know, it gets a me. pop from the crowd. You you shimmy like Eddie, the crowd's yeah. going to cheer for you in the moment, or you do the frog splash or whatever you're about to do, you know? Yeah. I get it. It does get old, though, because like you said, it's like, dude, you're not that little. Like, when she came out with the uh, low rider, and it was like, Nyla, why is the Nyla coming? I get, exactly. it, I get Vicky's with her, you know yep. what I mean? But it's yep. like, that wasn't Vicky's entrance, you know what I mean? Like, that was That's Eddie's what I'm saying. Like, like, I'm, I'm kind of, like, over that shit. Like, yeah. it's not a disrespectful thing from my... And for Eddie, because we he should be remembered and revered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like by like cool dudes. <laughs> yeah. You know, select like, few. Or cool Very people, select. period. Not cool even dudes, but cool people. Very select few. But yeah, I, I was uh, on the other end of the spectrum. I thought it was brutal. I just think Nyla <laughs> Rose is brutal. I think she's going to hurt someone. Um, Jade's green. I think Zern and his his little thing, he was talking about, you know, Jade having potential, but still believe she's green. I th- I remember Jade worked Willow, your girl. She was Willow actually Nightingale. not. She was green last show. Right, yeah, that's right. Technically green. Yeah. <laughs> Jade worked your uh, your girl Willow Nightingale recently, and like she's a bigger yeah. girl in stature, yeah. and I thought like that was cool. It was sort of flowed better. Just wasn't. wasn't also, my thing. though, you like Willow, though. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you. I think she's you better see, than Nyla Rose. Honestly. See, well, right. You see probably. Nyla Rose in the ring, you're like tuning out basically, probably. You know. It's just, yeah, I just think it's just it doesn't work for me, but. That one uh, came and went. It was a little bit of a come down. Maybe not for you guys. I guess you're still kind of like in no, on the show. No, once again, like Frank yeah. said, it wasn't any fucking favorite match of mine or yeah. anything like that. I just felt like Jade got to showcase some stuff that she didn't do before. Cool. And did it well. Like she power bombed the bricks off of Nyla. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it was cool. Like it seemed like, and at the end, like it seemed like a fight for her. Like mm-hmm. she went through it a little bit, you know? So, and it felt like the first win where you're like, cause I was saying, talking to my buddy who I watched with, like, when does like Jade move to that world title picture? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause it was like, now you have a woman, the you know, the second world champion or whatever Nyla was, you know, like under your belt right. as the TBS girl. So it's like, okay, yep. so at what point do we start to shift her over there? You know, cause it's almost Ooh. silly. Like when you see Jade, this goddess come out, she's like the mid car champion and then yep. no disrespect to Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter and mm-hmm. any of these other girls. Yeah. But then they come out with the main belt. And you're like, are you kidding me? This Jade right. will yeah. kill these girls, right? Well, you yeah. know, like the moment that Britt Baker and Jade are in that oh room my together, gosh. Yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be an explosion, right? Like I would think That's anyway. funny because that's what I was thinking. We won't jump ahead, but okay. I'll say my comments for as we get through. But, but that's kind of where I was going to. Cool. Um, so the next match for the Ring of Honor world title. The, the build was not like, you know, um, super clear over the last month or two, but like they got to this match by everyone sort of being in and around each other, I guess. Um, the four way. So it's Jericho versus Sammy Guevara versus Claudio 
versus Danielson. This was my favorite match of the night. And we just got done talking about how three ways I'm just, I never want to see another three way. And here we go on a four way. And I'm like, wait, I do love this four way, but I think it's just a testament to everyone in it. But yeah, much to the chagrin of you guys, I really don't know if this match is as good without Sammy because he's, he's a guy in the ring, at least getting heat. He's Mm -hmm. like, he's, he's, it was actually a really good showing for him, like physically. Just a hell of a four-way with layers because you have will they fight, will they, you know, their partners, and they tease that stuff. They end up going at it. Um, just a lot of unpredictability. We got probably already knew Jericho would win. He's got to continue this. But tell me yeah, you guys yeah. weren't doubting it in the moment, or were you not? Were you just kind of like – Well, for me, the only other person who could win that match was Danielson, you know? Okay. But then, like, even – I didn't know no no offense to Danielson. It's like I just don't want him with that belt, you know. Especially if they're trying like if you think about them trying to shop television for like a show, you know what I mean? Like I think like I, you need a guy like Jericho to carry this, and maybe into the new year at least, to you know until they figure it out. Um, so to me, the only options were Jericho and Danielson, and then, but my gut the whole time was like Jericho has to win this, keep this story going. It's the best thing that's <laughs> been happening for this ROH belt since it's been an AEW. Um, I did think Sammy was good. But listen. Sammy, it's not like we don't think Sammy can have good matches. He had good matches with Cody, Darby, MJF. You know, like he's had matches. It's just how you go crazy over Sammy, and then like, and then like hate on other spot fest guys, or like Sammy can't talk to save his life. You know, he's ultra cringe to me. But the match was good. It's my second favorite match of the night, actually. Mm -hmm. And you know me, I've liked all this Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, excuse me, Jericho stuff the whole time. I've been all about it. You throw in Claudio to the mix. Sammy can do cool shit as well. I thought the match was super fun. Like you said, a lot of layers with the story. Are they going to fight? You saw the Blackpool guys did fight. Jericho and Sammy did fight. You know, it was, it was all very interesting, you know, like how it was going to shake out. And I like the ending a lot too. Um, when he's doing like the swing thing to Sammy and Jericho tries to fly in for the elbow and doesn't get all, all of it. I was glad he, I liked the idea, but I was glad they did another one just to really like seal it, you mm-hmm. know, to make it look crisp because it didn't land perfect. But if it would have landed, I think that would have been a sick finish, but <clears throat> you know, they just followed it up with another elbow. So it was cool. I enjoyed the match though a lot. My second highest rated. Nice. Same. This was my favorite match of the night. Yeah. But Duke, mm. where do you stand on this? Um, the Ring of Honor World Title match was your favorite, huh? Yeah, funny. It's funny. <laughs> you know what it is? Yeah, I feel like this this title has gotten a lot of you know respect, it, like a lot of attention. They built you know they built this thing up to mean something. That's all I ask, right? Like I don't want it to. It's just almost be- as if if we let the shit play out, sometimes <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> well, look, I would still rather it be on its own thing. You know, I wish this was like the TNT title. You could honestly say this title could be <clears throat> any title, but the, the the match itself was really good. What do you think, Duke? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's the only thing was like you guys, I kind of thought Jericho was going to win. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, we watch wrestling because, you know, we want to be surprised and stuff like that. And I love Claudio and I don't know. Unfortunately, it feels like Claudio is exactly where he was in WWE now. Like Frank said, like, oh, the only other guy I thought could win is is Danielson. Like Mm -hmm. Claudio was just Ring of Honor champion, and Mm -hmm. we no longer believe he even has a shot of being Ring of Honor champion, you know, which is unfortunate. And then who does the job in the match? Claudio. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, for all these guys that are like, oh, well, you know, they didn't get a chance and blah, blah, blah. And WWE, well, look at these guys are doing the same shit here, man. Like, 
But I will say the only reason I think Claudio couldn't win is because they're shopping a television deal. You know what I mean? And it's like if you have three guys, you have four. If you name four dudes and who you rather have as your champion to potentially get a TV show, you know, Claudio's third place. Yeah, for sure. It makes sense. Business-wise, right? Business-wise, sure. I just I feel bad for Claudio because I'm such a fan of him. And I thought that, you know, maybe he would come here and things would be different. But it seems to be all the same, like. He hasn't sniffed the AEW world title. Um, it's interesting anyway. that you bring that up, though, because yeah. in general, it is all about perception. And if they do keep doing this with him, it's going to be harder to like kind of get him into that main. He should be a main eventer. Do we all agree there? Like a I, main event. I mean, level. I would, I would love in AEW but... especially. Um, I hope they don't. I don't want to use the word botch, but I hope they don't miss out on. Yeah, his potential. It's a good point, but um, the just. Yeah, about the match itself. I thought it was really good. Um, Zern had a couple. He thought it was a little chaotic. He thought it should have been elimination rules, which, you know, I guess <laughs> is a, I wish. probably an interesting point. Um, he did mm-hmm. mention that it was a little bit underwhelming at times. Not his favorite match of the night. He had a 4.2 out of 10. I thought it was it was my favorite, favorite <laughs> match of the night. 6.8 out of 10. But uh, honestly... Frank, Frank, where, wait, where, where did you have this uh, ranked star wise? It's really, cool. I gave it four stars, four stars. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. Wow, I, I only gave two matches over four, and it was this was a four, and then I gave the uh, the Death Triangle Elite four point five. Yeah, they got a lot of time. It was twenty one minutes. I thought it was a really well done, and honestly, like when you have guys that can work like this, you you know, it'd be hard to mess up. But they did a great job. So, and then we had Soraya, Soraya's return, Soraya versus the DMD. We talked about the build when we started this show, the doctor uh, on the mic. For those that don't know, Soraya, known as Paige in the WWE. Yes, Mm -hmm. the former Paige in WWE. She's back after five years, neck injury. This match, to me, honestly, I liked it more than our guy are doing the road work. Zern, I'm curious to get your guys' opinions. Uh, Mike did not like this match at all. He thought it was repetitive. Saray was very rusty. Uh, his exact quote was Britt did her best with a rusty pole. So I guess uh, Saray is a rusty pole. Um, I think the emotions behind Saray's return was enough for me to stay invested. I didn't love that the crowd was so down after that epic mm-hmm. four way that hurt the match, but those yep. The story of Soraya not quitting in the match and just overall seeing her back. I liked it. I'm a Paige slash Soraya fan. And the DMD, like we say it all the time. She's not the best in the ring. Although I think she's actually getting even better, you know, like the little Mm -hmm. by little. Um, So for me, uh, didn't hate it. I thought it was about average, you know. Um, Definitely don't think it was a low point in the show like some people. What do you guys think? I did think it was a low point in the show. I agree uh, with Zern. I agree with Zern oh, probably completely. It was my lowest rated match of the show, but it's not even like to shit on these ladies so much, you know, because it, it was Soraya. Soraya was just rusty, you know? It was like, it's been five years or whatever it is. And, you know, and Britt, as good as she is, or as good as we think she is, she's not necessarily that girl that's going to take you to the next level, you know, if things aren't hitting on all cylinders. So, We've seen it a million times. If the dance partners is up to snuff and Britt has a good night, it could be like one of the more entertaining matches of the night. This just wasn't, this was just, you know, it just felt like a safe first match back. You know, it was competitive. I think having her brother on the outside was added 
a little something to it to make it mm-hmm. feel a little more um personal and like like there was some kind of stakes with her injury or whatever but um yeah it just didn't do anything for me like like zern said she just looks super rusty you know and it's like it's not a knock she'll get better you know um we know what she could do uh it, it was fine for a first match in five or so years and the nerves have to be crazy that tended like that like you know you have to be hesitant on certain things you know just because you were injured you know yeah. career ending injury seemingly so all that you know i gave it two stars out of five i just thought it was it, it was it was a match on the card um could have been better but like it probably will be better in like future you know versions of this match that we see as you know time goes on so you know not as i don't want to knock them because i didn't think it was like brutal or anything but it just was the lowest point on this show for me i think you're generous overall i had it like a 3.9 out of 10 which really is two stars <laughs> like so yeah. two yeah, stars yeah. so we're, we're sort of in line but duke what did you think frank mentioned the brother on the outside i did think that was a good layer and also the little nuances dmd blowing the brother a kiss being a little snotty little mm-hmm. you know what'd you th- what'd you think um first of all like the emotion of saray when she came out like i'm a big fan of that real emotion in a match like it shows that you care about what you're doing and like when she came out she almost like broke down in tears because she was like it was probably like she couldn't believe she was there again you know like this girl thought her career was over you Mm -hmm. know she hasn't been there for five years so like when she came out like i felt that you know i thought that was cool um overall yeah the match was average um i think that i agree with zern like they kind of did some moves like twice even which was weird um i thought she looks great soraya um i think she looks like in good shape like um and brit i mean brit is a star for sure but i don't think brit's gonna be that that wrestler that gets the best out of you, you know, like, I don't, I don't think AEW has that honestly in the female division, like Mm. the wrestler that when someone comes in, all right, well, we're going to put you with, you know, this girl, because, you know, we'll get a good match out of you then like Chad Gable is on raw right now, you Mm -hmm. know, for who would you say that woman is in WWE if you had to say, or are there any like a Charlotte, obviously, I mean, on another level, I mean, Charlotte, Asuka can yeah, work they just with... have some of the best girls, period, right? Bianca. Yeah. So it's like they could just yeah, do Bianca. it with anybody. Yep. Mm. Um, I will say that one of the ladies, like an observation I had later on in the card was with Jamie Hayter. I find myself like watching her matches thinking she does elevate other girls. Like she'll have matches with these little girls and like they'll be she'll be the powerhouse and these small girls. So like, she'll make them look great. And she have matches mm-hmm. with big girls. Like we saw with Tony storm or whatever. And like, I think Jamie Hayter, like low key is becoming one of those girls that like you could toss her in. And it's like, it's going to be a hard hitting entertaining match. You know, maybe she's not, she's not at the, not even maybe she's not at the level of these other girls, Charlotte's mm-hmm. and Sasha's or mm-hmm. Oscar's, but yeah. you know, I think I could see her like becoming one of those types for AEW. Well, I can't wait to talk about that match uh, for sure. But the, uh, did you guys have anything else uh, with Saray and DMD? Or do you want to talk about this uh, epic three-way? Well, real quick, one more thing. Like, I think the crowd was down. Unfortunately, you know, when you have, you know, these crazy matches, like, there, there's going to be – it's up to you to follow mm-hmm. that, you know? Like, 
Mm-hmm. You can make excuses if you want to, but like if you're if you're the best Brit, go out and bring them back up. You know, get them out of their seats again. You know, we and saw I that think, later uh, with Jamie Hader and Tony yeah. Storm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So and also, once again, fickle fans want something new. Jamie Hader's the new thing. That's what the fans want. They'll turn on her too. You know. So mm-hmm. round and round we go. Right. It's always like that. Yep. Um. So this three-way that took place next, we had Powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow versus Samoa Joe. It was for the TNT title. Can't wait to talk about this one. (laughs) Um, We've talked about the build here and just the sort of unlikely pairing of Samoa Joe and Wardlow, how we weren't fan. Well, I was not a fan. I wasn't a fan of their name. Then they broke them up sort of abruptly, even though you guys knew it coming a mile away. I was in denial. (laughs) Powerhouse got thrown into it. Um, it's a physical match. This was way different than like the four way we saw earlier, mm-hmm. which was like technical. Um, Samoa Joe. Oh, by the way, Powerhouse Hobbs gear. I like that. Looking, mm-hmm. he, looking fresh. He always looks cool. He always looks sick on a pay per view. Yeah, he always looks cool. Looking fresh. I also love the uh, Sid pose that he does. Yes, mm-hmm. the kneel down. Yep. Um, but you know, Ward Wardlow Wardog, <laughs> super athletic. That uh, like whisper in the wind thing he did was another. You know. Uh, him showing off his athleticism. But I feel like Hobbs versus Wardlow would have been just fine. That's kind of how I felt yep. about this match. That's mm-hmm. all I really have to say about it is because, in my opinion, by the end of it, we we the outcome was Samoa Joe winning. Wardlow, it's like, you're killing me with this, uh, this booking, man. And I, I don't know if there's justification on how much they've stalled out on him. Now, let it play out. I know the rule. But what do you mm-hmm. guys think of this match and the finish? I'll say I'll tell you what. It wasn't my favorite match. It's one of my lowest rated matches of the night. But the the uh the finish, the outcome, the winner was a super surprise to me. Never saw that coming. You know, like, I'll give them that. You know, right. whether or not that's good or not is another question. But did not see that coming. Like when it happened, I was like stunned. But like you said, like the dropping of the ball in Wardlow. It's like it's pretty significant, you know, because he was super hot. Like he was as hot as anybody in the company. So I don't know if this leads to something bigger for Warlow or even if it's just a program, you know, like to continue with like whatever happens when, you know, the what we see the fallout of the main event, you know, Warlow, Warlow somehow gets thrown into that mix. And if that's the case, maybe the ends justify the means, you know, but. Mm seeing Samoa Joe walk out of there with two straps and like, I know you hate Samoa Joe and like, I've never been a fan of Joe either, but this old extra out of shape, least tough looking Joe we've ever seen. It it was just like, Oh no, like what's happening, you know, but I'm not like hating on the match as a, as an overall thing. I just, I just was more annoyed over more annoyed than Joe winning was just like, the feeling of Hobbs being thrown into match just to take the L, you know, because like that's what it felt like, and that's that's what I was most bummed out of. Because I'm like, dude, Hobbs, you know, should be doing cool shit too, not taking L's from Joe. But I don't know. Like we said, maybe Warlow goes one way, maybe Hobbs and Joe do another thing, and it presents other opportunities for Hobbs. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I was uh kind of flabbergasted by Joe walking out of there with uh, as a dual champion. But we'll 
it is what it is. Dude, you mentioned earlier the um you mentioned something being like it's so WWE. I think it's JR's commentary. This kind of thing where you put a guy in a match to take the L to protect this guy, it's so WWE, right? It's so mm-hmm. like we've like come on, man. So what do you think it, overall? It might just thing? be so pro wrestling, I guess. Fair enough. You fair know? enough. Yeah. 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 Uh I don't know. I don't <laughs> The match had cool spots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was actually very impressed by both uh Hobbs and Wardlow. Like you said, the the whisper in the wind, which was like ridiculous. Like he like overshot them. He was like it's <laughs> yeah. crazy like how talented that guy is. And uh Hobbs like throwing around Joe like he was nothing, basically. Mm-hmm. Like um he like Tazplexed him the one time. I was like, Holy shit, like Joe's mm-hmm. a big dude, you know. Um Joe's bigger yeah, than I all just... these guys, which is interesting. Like Joe is bigger than Wardlow, you know. You're like Wardlow's Jack dude, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that real quick. How big Joe is? He's a refrigerator. Yeah, oh yeah. And like they're, you know, the other guys look big, and then they're next to Joe, and it's like, oh shit, you know, maybe not so much. But um, I don't know. It's a head scratcher to me. I I don't really understand. Listen, man, like I, Joe, all due respect, like he's had a long career, you know. Like I just, I I've never been a big Samoa Joe fan and uh more so here like you got these two young guys like you know that probably could have had a pretty cool match and mm-hmm. I don't know it's a head scratcher is this going to be a winner take all like now that he's double like because you guys mentioned unifying those titles I mean eventually. I thought that initially it would be Joe and Wardlow you know unifying the belts maybe or something but I I'm thunderstruck yeah so he's flabbergasted you're thunderstruck yeah i'm just kind of like i mean we talked about wardlow i don't know if it was last week but like how they're just like it's like it's right there guys like he's right there like he's white hot he was yeah like i I just don't get it yeah man i hope that frank's right and uh the ends justify the means you gotta hold out i remember the rock lost to mark henry right before he went to the (laughs) next next level yeah yeah like and um it it turned but he you know wardlow obviously is not the rock but it's just like you gotta be careful with these guys man because they only come around once every so often and i Mm -hmm. do think wardlow is one in uh like you know kind of a once in a generation type guy i'm not like super over hyping him right now but i feel like the the momentum that he had and all you know so i mean Sure, like you know, we don't want to crown this guy as the end all be all, but you look at that roster and it's like, I mean, he's he's big, mm-hmm. he can work, he can talk, mm-hmm. he's got to look like, tell me what he's missing, like mm-hmm. you know, it's just well, Tony Khan, man. I look the one like little, you know, I would get on him about it when we talk about the ROH stuff initially. And I, he's a he's a fan of this stuff, right? And if you're a fan, like he loves his ring of honor, he loves these guys, Samoa Joe, all these guys, Claudio. Maybe he's just like an Uber Joe fan and he's living out his fantasy. He doesn't like, love Claudio that much. <laughs> true, true. But maybe this is his fantasy, like book Joe top of his promotion. Like maybe that if he's a Dang. fan, I mean, what am I gonna do, right? Everybody has a guy. Maybe that's his. You know? It might be. Uh, Zern, real quick, our road man doing work over here. He just mentioned the same thing, that Joe looked a bit out of shape. A lot out of shape, actually. It looked slow and out of shape. Uh, not the best three-way. Typical power man match. Uh, he didn't love it. 3.4 out of 10. I was, like, right there with him. But this was my second lowest rated match of the night. Uh, just uh, a, <laughs> There was Nyla and Jade and then this for me. Didn't love it. 
So next up on Bound for Glory, I'm sorry. So next up on uh, <laughs> rude, that's real rude. Sorry, guys. But Yo, we was... went to a Bound for Glory, and there was maybe two thousand people there. And I, I was reading the card. No recollection of that entire card. It was like, were, were you there, John? It was Philly? I, I sat with yeah. I sat with Zern. I sat with Chuck randomly. Um, oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I was there. Yeah, yeah. Is that what dude, I was there? Yeah, you went like backstage, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, with Tedward and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was not there. You guys all oh, okay, went to yeah. that. Wow. You saw yeah. Zern and Chuck there? That's funny. I was I was sitting with Zern and Chuck. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pre- definitely Zern. I'm pretty sure Chuck had to be there, right? But wow. that's really but, yeah. funny. No, I but only I read, mentioned Go yeah, ahead. no, it's like you read you said Bound for Glory, and I was like, I went to a Bound for Glory. That was their WrestleMania. I couldn't even fucking remember. Like, <laughs> or, sad, I had to read man. it, and I was like, I was there for what this? year you I think that was like oh eight, oh nine? That sound right? I don't know. Yeah, it had to be something like that. Probably before I, can I went tell to college. You exactly. If you yeah, give me 08, a second, oh eight sounds <laughs> about right. Yeah, I clearly only uh, had that Freudian slip or intent <laughs> or intentional slip, but it was intentional slip. So next up, we had Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Sting. And Darby Allen. I've loved the little Darby video packages. You know, they they did uh leading up to this in the body bag. There was a body bag sitting on the ramp before he was coming out. Like, I just love the Darby stuff, all the little mm-hmm. short films and stuff they do. Uh Sting. Sting in this ring attire. I gotta mention it. What's what's <laughs> what's what's my boy wearing here? He's looking like uh I don't even know what. What's he wearing, Frank? I don't know. He has to hide the flaws man he's stinger he can't be looking like a scrub in some tights that don't look right anymore you know that's the worst too it's like it's better than flair in a t-shirt you know like that type of thing so it's like whatever he was hiding in the crowd i'll give him an excuse you know oh he was hiding in the crowd too yeah yeah you know what i mean so it's like can't be full gear 2011 that was oh Oh, 2011 wow say i don't remember a year 11 years ago but uh i knew it had to be a long time Little chaotic here. It did not take long to get the dreaded TNA chance, though. And that's what we don't <laughs> they want. They sure did. I I was like, oh, shit. They really are chanting that. And it's like, that's not what we want, right? Like, I, that's not what I want. We, we want mm-hmm. all these things to be far, far away. Like, I literally was watching this match, and I swear, I felt like this could be from the TNA video vault. Like <laughs> obviously Darby's there, but it's like literally right, yeah. all these personalities. You got Taz on the mic. Um, I, my one thing is like, I like this last outlaw thing, but it's a nitpick, but like, why is Jarrett wearing red? Like, yes. Was, did you see it? Yeah. I was like, ah, I think those dude. red tights and boots were cool, but right. Like you're the last outlaw. Like, yeah. I thought he would just be wearing. Home. Yeah, exactly. Like that black tight, shirt that he i thought he would look like he's been i thought he looked too. great man i no. i did like no he means he attired he though yeah 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 but just like tie, he didn't yeah. need to wear the shirt pop yeah. that shirt off man he looks good <laughs> yeah. what's he 50 how old is he oh it has to be 50 something i bet oh yeah, definitely I mean, over so. 50 55 54 Jeff. looks great <clears throat> looks great um lethal's smooth he's 55 55 55 okay uh Zern also mentioned uh, Lethal looking smooth, and I agreed. Like, Jay Lethal, he's always pretty, you know, smooth in yeah. that ring. He looks good. Mm-hmm. He's the guy you want in there. Darby's always taking the punishment. <clears throat> uh, doing. I thought they constructed this really well as far as, like, let it spill out to your, you know, all-around brawl stuff. Sting's been cool with that stuff lately. But um, even having Sadnam in there, like, for the – for the big spots when Darby did the the backwards mm-hmm. uh, coffin drop 20 feet up. Like, it was cool. It was like a fine, um, I guess, like different. This is a buffet style show, right? So this yeah, is a yeah. different style match. Um, 
definitely like on my bottom three or four matches of the mm-hmm. night because it's just the TNA stink. Once you get that on you, that stench, like I don't, I just hope Jarrett distances himself from all this and I hope it's done. A Darby versus Sting would have been fine. Zern mentioned the same thing. Or I'm sorry, Darby versus Jarrett would have been fine. I don't know if we needed all this, but um, what do you guys think uh, overall of this match? Yeah, it's definitely one of the lower matches of the card for me, like lower graded matches. But again, not like I hated it or anything. It just felt like, you know, a six man crazy match with spots. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to see a couple old heads do some things outside of interference. You know, it just was one of those matches. It was like a match on a pay-per-view. It's not meant to be like the greatest match. So it's like, I gave it a 2.5 out of five. Um, Like I had enough fun seeing Sting jump <laughs> off of shit is always still crazy. And he always overshoots everybody. So you're like extra scared for him. But like, you this know, like one I especially said, I thought he overshot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so it's like, it's cool seeing Sting do stuff. Jarrett looks good. You know, like you said, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. It's not that he can't wrestle while we don't like, you know, it's just like the whole package of the guy is just kind of uh, super corny. But I think he actually is very solid wrestler Um, and he could do cool things, too. Um, So it's just it just is what it is. Um, It was fun enough. It was kind of like a popcorn match. You know, you just you're just watching just to see what the hell they do. And and that was that for me. Like, I didn't think too much of it. I didn't hate it. It gets a lower grade, but it's just because of it's it feels like something we've seen a million times before i didn't feel all tna vibes about it even though they all are tna guys but okay i, I could see i wanted to ask you that all right yeah, well yeah, i could see how it might just be stuck right in front of my head yeah. and like i'm looking for it but dude what'd you think i didn't get tna vibes from it either because i thought until the end it was actually pretty clean it didn't mm-hmm. look too sloppy it didn't look like too many botches the end when lethal went for the lethal injection and sting yeah you know tried to yeah but i yeah. think again like i've i've praised aew for treating their legends with respect and like knowing how to use them sting 60 or however mm-hmm. old he is like don't put him in that position you know he's not gonna be able to catch a guy off the ropes anymore like it's, yeah it's just not what he does anymore <laughs> yeah 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 and like if sting never wrestled again like, I'd be cool with it, like, because I don't want him to embarrass himself. You know, yeah. I love Sting. And like, like you said, he's coming out in the sweatshirt, you know, like. Like yeah. Jared, I think, can still go, but Stinger, you know, not so much. And I like if he wants to be with Darby, that's cool. But like, maybe start to distance him away from like in-ring competition. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like I said, I thought the match, like they had some cool, fun spots, like. And listen, man, like we kind of made fun of Satnam Singh, but like he kind of didn't look like a clumsy oaf in this match. Like mm-hmm. he caught Darby. And then when Sting had him in the Stinger, um, the Scorpion death drop, like mm-hmm. he stayed he upright. Held him up yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. And then Darby, you know, came off with the coffin drop. So like that was cool. So like, yeah, I didn't think it was a great match, but I thought it was like, like Frank said, it's a popcorn match, like something for everybody. Here you go. But I certainly didn't get TNA vibes from it because wow. it, it didn't feel those shows always felt small to me. Mm. It's on full gear. Full gear feels like a big deal to me. The so. Sting and Jarrett stuff, though, it didn't like you're no. going right back. Wow. No, well, not at all. Yeah. Um, Where do you think they go with Jarrett? Like, do you think it continues with Darby? Do you like it's hard to say, right? <clears throat> I I don't. 
I don't know. Like I, I kind of feel bad for Darby because I feel like he's more talented than a lot of other guys that are getting better positions than him. Like Darby's a little dude, but he has a believability about him to me. Mm. He's a tough ass dude, man. Like we've seen the silly stunts that he does, but that's real shit. Like mm-hmm. that's real pain. You know, I almost worry about him because he's such a small dude, but mm-hmm. um, if Jarrett wants to put him over, sure. You know, one on one deal. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd be into that, but I don't. And again, there's only so much room at the top, too. But, but um, we'll see. Yeah. This next match was unexpectedly very, very intriguing as it built and went on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, crowd was way into Jamie Hader. We had Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm, AEW Women's interim championship match but um lots of jamie hater chance lots of jamie hater love i want to say like tony storm because we talked about her recently probably you know many times but uh i think i i asked one time like would she be on your roster or whatever like i think you guys answered yes like definitely and i i just feel like she's re- like a really capable wrestler like she's yeah. one of the better ones like i don't think she's my point yeah. is, like, she came. I feel like this was her best match <laughs> since being in AEW for sure. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, there were a lot of false finishes. You had the uh, Britt Brit Baker and Rebel, you know, sort of uh, in interference. A lot of chemistry these two had. And that's really what it comes down to, right? Is like chemistry. Mm-hmm. And this was sort of like a low key show stealer for me. Um, so I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised. We have a new women's interim champion. Jamie Hayter got the big mm-hmm. W. What did you guys think? Were you sort of like me? Like at first you're like, all right, like, you know, this should be quick or this should be whatever. And then you're like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, like you, she might do mm-hmm. it. What'd you guys think? Yeah, it was similar vibe for me. I mean, because I didn't know what to expect going in because I figured <clears throat> since Tony Storm was the interim champion, I was like, are they going to really switch titles when there's an interim champion? Because then you get that weird question. Is it still interim? Is it now? Is she the fool? This is a second person. Is there, you know, like I so I didn't think they were going to put themselves in that position. But I'm a big Jamie Hayter fan. I've been a Jamie Hayter fan. So like I, I was happy to see her in the spot and I was kind of bummed thinking, you know, it's cool that she's there, but like if she's just taking the L, that's kind of lame, you know, but it is what it is. The match was solid. It was going on. But like you said, that second half of that match, you know, I was popping. I was popping for some of these false finishes. And, you know, and people can argue that like so many false finishes is like a cheap way to get like the heat in a match or whatever. But like I thought it was super effective in this match because like you just genuinely didn't know where it was going to go. The crowd was eating it up. Like the cra- the second half of that match, the crowd got so into it, you know, and like I liked I liked the interference. I think Rebel was like funny kind of, you know, like when she does her stuff, maybe sometimes over does it, but like she always kind of makes me laugh. But then like I like Britt Baker helping her, you know, because like, like she's been with Britt Baker since she came back and like, even loyal to a fault to Britt Baker. So I like that reciprocation part of the storyline. You know, I like Jamie Hayter having her moment because, you know, it means something because, you know, Jamie Hayter was in AEW before the like pre-pandemic. And, you know, she was like a chubbier girl, you know, and like during the pandemic, she got herself in this crazy shape. She really like worked on it. You could tell she cared that when they signed her, I like popped for when she debuted. Cause I was like, Oh, cause I was following her on like online, like 
her like fitness journey and like her doing her stuff. So it was cool to see her show up again and then to see her win the world title. Like who would have thought, you know, like two years mm-hmm. ago, who would have thought Jamie Hayter would be as over as she is. And then the world, like the full world champion or whatever interim. Mm-hmm. So I thought the match was super good. It would end up being one of my favorite matches. Like you said, it's kind of like a show stealer, like in a sense that like you walked away from it, like, Oh man, like that was very memorable. Maybe not like the best match of the night, but it was like a, it was a moment that was like, man, and we saw that happen and it happened organically too, which I like when a champion, you know, and like you could say like it's Tony Khan booking what the fans want maybe, but, but like sometimes that's what is works, you know, and Tony storm, I don't think was that over one way or another. So it's sort of like it, you could shift the titles over to Jamie Hader. And I don't think there's much of a drop off. And like I mm-hmm. said, I think Jamie Hader is becoming one of the girls in the company that you could rely on a good match from her. So yeah. having your champion as the person who puts on the banger matches isn't a bad thing either. So I was into it. I gave it three and a half stars. Nice, nice. Duke, um, so real quick, Zarin mentioned that the crowd live was like constantly like hype for Hater this whole match. Like it was mm-hmm. very vocal, very pro Jamie Hater. Uh, like I said, I give props to Tony Storm as well in this match, even with the busted nose. Like she, she mm-hmm. was really, really good. What'd you think of the performance for both of these girls? Well, you mentioned like chemistry. Apparently they were like friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like during the pandemic, whatever. They roommates. Were roommates. Think, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, when that happens, there's your chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I, I agree. Like it, it was, know what it is. I think nobody really expected much from it. Mm-hmm. And then you're watching the match. You're like, oh shit. Like this is actually really good. And like, there were several cool spots that I also popped for, like something simple, like when Tony Storm headbutted her and then she just fell on top of her. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was just a subtle, cool little spot, you know, like, um, you know, we're all Jamie Hayter fans. I know Frank and I are like, we've talked yeah. about her, you know, up and down. Um, So, yeah, I mean, when Frank mentioned earlier, like how Jamie Hayter could be this girl that gets the best out of people well there you go here's your reward the Mm -hmm. aw women's title you know um i thought the match was really good i actually felt bad for tony storm because like the fans were so excited to see her and then of course they turn on her because that's what they do and like (laughs) you know nobody was with her in this match like it was it was all all jamie hater fans but i thought the match was really good um and like I said, I do kind of feel bad for Tony Storm because, like, she's probably going to get pushed aside now. And, you know, who knows what's next? But I am happy for Jamie Hayter because we've been fans of her. And mm. go for her, man, for getting in shape and stuff. Like, people use 2020 as an excuse to get lazy. And, and listen, man, unprecedented times. I hate to use that cliche, but they were. Nobody knew how to act. So, like, if you were... You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I gained weight in 2020. It's like, that's okay, man, because it was a fucking Mm -hmm. tough time. But for people to use that, you know, time to get into shape, go back to school, get a new degree, like fucking Mm -hmm. props to you, man. Mm -hmm. You know, because like we had no reason to be motivated and she she motivated herself and got in excellent shape and it worked out because she's at the top top of the ladder now. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Yeah, Jamie Hader is. Uh, crowd erupted with her victory, yep. and it which is was, nice. You know, you always yeah. want that for the for yeah. the live crowd, right? 
Right. Uh, Zern uh, had it at a 3.6 out of 10. Duke, or sorry, <laughs> Frank. Brutal. Yeah, he didn't love it. Um, well, we're, you know, I'm tough, great. I had it as a 4.4 out of 10, but that means I, I liked the match. I was just, I'm not going to crown it as like something epic of all time. I liked it. Um, and I said props to both of them. I feel like now um, the Jamie Hader thing and the Britt Baker, that's just more layers to that, right? Because eventually yep. they have to, you know, figure that out. So. Or Britt has to go get that TBS title. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. But, yeah, it was a very pleasant surprise, we'll call that match. Very pleasant surprise. Yeah, next... I'm going to have to start rating these things because I would have that I would have that match high. That yeah. was one of my favorite matches, honestly, on the card. Oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah, it was, like, I think my fourth favorite match out of the ten. And uh, I'm no spoilers, but I, I did like this match over a very um, anticipated match on mm-hmm. this card. But um, let's talk about the next match, tag titles. We had um, Jay and Silent Bob, or uh, Keith Lee, and uh, did you guys? Get... <laughs> yeah, I did. You caught the. <laughs> well, yeah, well yeah. I, I mean, laugh. Max Max Caster's uh, pre-match rhyme. Oh, he, he called them the uh, I believe the Black Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah, which maybe <laughs> I pop for it. I pop for that one. There were some other ones I I, I didn't love, but uh, <laughs> uh, so they isolated Bones in this match. So it was Swerve and uh, Keith Lee versus the acclaimed tag titles yeah. on the line they isolated bowens i still wasn't sure if this shoulder injury is legit i mean props mm-hmm. to him if he's working but i don't know yeah, he, he definitely um i have to say i had a couple of notes i'm over the reverse hurricane rana spot you know what i'm talking about when you're on the guy's back and the other guy has to flip back to yeah, take yeah, the yeah, spots because yeah, they yeah. did this at one point where uh, keith lee had to do kind of like a backflip to sell her karana i just don't i don't know it has to it just I feel like it's the second time I saw it on the show too. And I just, I'm kind of over that move, but just wanted to mention it. Um, Max, At least she Ca- didn't get a Canadian destroyer every match tonight or that That's night. True. No, but I did keep track of the tombstones and I forgot to mention there have been uh, two since the, the opening match. So there's a lot oh, of tombstones wow. on the show. There's going to be another one too, but um, Holy crap. Max Caster, I looked it up. He's 33 years old because I was thinking, mm. man, this, this dude's going to be a star. Like, he's going to be a star. I feel like he's going to be a star. He's 33. Like, you know, it's not, he's not a spring chicken, but um, yeah, I thought he was younger than that. Well, yeah. hey, man, Batista didn't start till he was 38. True mm-hmm. story. Uh, pacing was weird in the beginning towards up to the middle, and then it got really, really very intriguing and all the false finishes, just like the last match. But, um, in this match, we saw another tool come into play. It wasn't the the, uh, the hammer this time. It was the pliers or the wrench or whatever. It was the pliers. So it was uh, Swerve, who I thought was really, really good in this match, honestly. Really good in this match. But he brought the pliers in, and I think he told Keith Lee to use them, and he wouldn't yeah. do it. So it's like <laughs> the second time on the show we have a guy telling a, a, a teammate True. to use a tool. Yeah. This time, he opts to not use it. Keith Lee walks out on Swerve. I'm skipping ahead, but um, ending, it got interesting. The weird pace aside, the acclaimed survives. Keith Lee walks out on uh, Swerve. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think it is tag title? Tri- so this is the trilogy. This is the third mm-hmm. of their trilogy. The rubber Probably, match. Uh, maybe their second best, but definitely not their best of the trilogy, in my opinion. What do you guys think? I thought it was third best, I'll be honest. Okay, okay. Mm. Um, the first first one was the best. You know, yeah, then, I just yeah, enjoyed, yeah. then I enjoyed the 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 second the title win you know so like i enjoyed that one but but um and then this one just felt like 
wrapping up this whole little feud and moving Swerve and Keith Lee into another direction, you know, and then I was just, I'm, that's what I was most happy about is just like, all right, let's move this along now. Bring FTR in, let the, <laughs> let that program start for the belts. You know what I mean? And maybe we could, you know, have the acclaim. Cause I like the acclaim just like everybody likes the acclaim. I love them. Everybody loves the acclaim. Yeah. Love them, but you know, FTR, let's get those belts on FTR. Let's stop <laughs> wasting time, you know? And like, it's yeah. cool. Swerving your glory. Now they're not a tag team anymore. Seemingly. Um, Keith Lee left in the middle of the match, whatever, left swerve out to die. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like it. it. I like that thing. Um, I just like, I just felt like this was just a, a match to get us to from point A to B. Now we're there. I'm excited to see what happens. I think these guys have chemistry. It was good match. It wasn't the best. It was fun. Um, yeah. yeah. And Billy, Billy Gunn's still super over. So it's still yeah. <laughs> they were chanting for Billy in yeah. the middle, like to come out and, uh, yeah. Zern, our, our road man, was talking about uh, how Keith Lee did look very much slow in person and a little, not so much out of shape, maybe out of shape, but just um, not on his A game, not as crisp and, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, quick as before. Duke, I mentioned the pliers coming into play here. We had a hammer <laughs> earlier. Am I being nitpicky with the same sort of storyline on the show? Like, or is it just... Yeah, I mean, you have a point, you know, like you want originality and stuff, you know, um it is what it is this this was this was bottom of the barrel for me Mm. for full gear i wasn't Mm. really into this at all um and you love the acclaimed i do love the acclaimed i we get to that point where as frank mentioned about ftr it's like all right man i love the acclaimed they're entertaining but like whose match would i rather watch yeah yeah and it's ftr all day and they weren't on your pay-per-view. And it's another one of those head scratchers where I'm like, all right, are they just leaving? Like, you know, Triple H is in charge now. Is he going to call his old NXT buds back and they're going to go run shit there? Because, like, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with them, man. Like they're headlining like they're going to be like in the big match at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Like, I think that's where they're getting held up, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Like, whether or not that's good or not, it's like they've been in the biggest matches of the last two Ring of Honor pay-per-views. They were in that New Japan show, and now the next... You know, they've been in, like, the other events, not their fucking main ones, yeah. you know? I mean, it's if like, they're happy, good for yeah. them. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that they're thrilled just, about it. It just seems weird, like, you know, the best tag team in the company isn't on the pay-per-view, you know? So, the match was whatever. I didn't really care for it. Um, I do love the acclaimed, but uh, I'm definitely over this fucking feud. So yeah, Mm. I'm looking forward to some new stuff. Well, yeah, I think it's cool. They gave it. It's a a trilogy. We weren't, we weren't even like interested in this when it started. We all were like Keith Lee and Swerve. Well, I know I was not about that team, but they built a feud, you know, and in the modern day, like you got to respect the fact they gave it time and mm-hmm. uh i respect the trilogy i became into it like you know into the yeah. feud go figure because i was so out on it so props to them for making me care um definitely not bottom of the barrel for me but probably right in the middle on the show uh mm-hmm. it was on the bottom towards the bottom for for mike Zarin as well he had him uh like the third or fourth least favorite match of the night there is a breakup we'll see where it goes and um with that it brought us to the main event the main event of the evening MJF versus Mox for the world title, John Moxley. But we had the uh, the build was like I don't even want to call it strong. It was just it was interesting, I guess, to see 
how they built this when it all started with Regal and MJF's promo. We talked about that weeks ago. And then we talked about how Mox just kept one-upping him every week and just sort of just calling it like it is, man. Like you're still a kid. You're still young. Mm-hmm. You're you're kind of playing this part. Uh, we're not taking you seriously. And in the end, uh, we'll get to the end. But I have to say, John Moxley's gear was cool. I liked the, the maroon hate, burgundy. I hated it. I what? hated it. I just thought it looked so dumb. I thought it looked like pajama pants. Yep. Mm. They you look know? like sweats to me. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I was not into it. I was I was hoping oh. I would be because his gear is, you know, very corny usually. Yep. And like I saw it was a different yeah. color. So I'm like, all right. And then I hated him. I I'd hated rather him wear those yeah. camo pants. <laughs> yeah, honestly, me too. Yeah, I hated wow. Interesting. Yeah. Differing, uh, yeah, different perception. I like them. Um, well, imagine that you like something John Moxley did. <laughs> true, true, true. The, <laughs> yeah, uh, like, come on, true. The uh, another the, news, water's wet. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, entertainment stuff early on, the MJF strutting, you know, running the ropes and not doing the uh, the dive outside. Like, it was entertaining. I hold guess. on, hold on. We're not going to talk about this goose entrance. Go, go for it. This monster heel, the devil incarnate. Oh, yeah. Come the out, big evil devil. And he gets sort of a pop and then he goes back in because they can do better. Right. Because the fans should cheer the bad guy even even more so. And he's then he runs guy. over to the fans and he's pandering to the fans. The villain, the devil. Mm-hmm. He, motorboated, about that? he motorboated. He motorboated a lady. lady. Yeah. He yes, he did. Yeah. Which is super cool. If you're I, 20, I, I guess. Yeah. If you're 20. I will talk. We'll talk about MJF's conflict or whatever the booking of MJF. But um, I just wanted to get into the lack of chemistry here between these two guys. In my opinion, um, I love John Moxley. We already talked about it. Amongst my favorites of all time, put him at number eleven. Whatever. I feel like he's another guy though. The dance partner has to be right, and that's um. That's true here because MJF, I don't know if this was an off night for them as a, you know, a tandem or whatever, but I don't know, man, the pacing was a little underwhelming. Um, Mm -hmm. I just felt like Moxley, like Moxley flipping off the crowd, but it wasn't like, you remember when RBD fought Cena and it was like Mm -hmm. so pro RBD. Yeah. 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 This wasn't like that much MJF love. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? No, they, they were definitely pro MJF. There was a fucking yeah. mox chant, you know what yeah. I mean? So like yeah. they were definitely that, but it wasn't completely one-sided. If anything, it seemed more one-sided, like for Jamie Hayter over Tony Storm than it did mm-hmm. MJF mm-hmm. to me. Like I think, you know, and like the entrance, like Duke was saying, like, yeah, like they're cheering for him, but it was because like the hometown guy or whatever, but it wasn't like this deafening roar for it's not right. when cm punk comes out in chicago no. or right, anything like right. that you know what i mean like it, it wasn't that so i i hear what you guys are saying like from that aspect too because they were definitely playing it up like the hometown guy you know what i mean like doing his thing and it was like yeah don't quite buy it and i think it's <laughs> i think if mjf was doing just full-on heel he may have gotten a bigger applause yeah. than this tweener guy that he's been playing and then he comes out in his hometown you know because like you know how it is fans just like who they like you know and if you're from a hometown like sean spears got a pop and he's never gotten a pop in his whole career (laughs) you know what i mean hey he did an nxt (laughs) so you know but you know so like that was weird i did think their chemistry was off because they had a match before that i thought was better than this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I don't know. This ago. whole this whole thing felt off, you know, like the whole build. I was kind of 
falling off the wagon, like in terms of like if I believed in this guy as the champion at the moment. Um, you know, I didn't like the tweener stuff he was doing. You know, I Moxley as good as he is, it just seemed like was he, he phoning just, it in? Yeah, it just seemed like he had to do the business. Some people were getting on him about not remembering the day of the pay per view on last. That, week's that I, don't, I won't kill you for because you know it's hard. That it's, shit it's, was funny. Yeah, it was yeah funny, I mean, I thought it was know? great. Imagine <laughs> yeah. that. I like something John Moxley does, but yeah, yeah I thought yeah, it was yeah. great. Like, no, I don't. I won't knock him for like something like that. But like for his standard of matches, especially within the last year, where he's arguably mm-hmm. the wrestler of the year, right? Um, it was it was a downer. It was disappointing. The finish, if we were, we're going to talk about the finish, right? So, like, yeah, before we get to the finish, I just want to mention there was another tombstone spot in this one. I think it was MJF delivered one. But, um, I have, I was kind of telling Mike because he did review the show, like I said, uh, Zern, and he mentioned from the live crowd, it was actually very underwhelming, even from a crowd standpoint at times. Like, there was a lot of lulls, you know, a lot of, um, downtime. The match itself, uh, even though it went 23 minutes, like, it didn't feel like an epic you know, 20 mm-hmm. minute match. It felt mm-hmm. more like um, a lot of wasted time. Maybe there were a lot of like Mox was flipping yeah. off the crowd, the chance they were trying to like get, I guess a lot of tension built up, but um, yeah, Frank, I will get into the ending really quick because um, it involves Regal, John Petrick, you know, our AEW advisor, clearly you should get the job. He called this whatever a month ago, month and a half. We all sat here and we were like, ah, I don't know. And Duke, you made a, a brilliant point. It's the Blackpool Combat Club. How could he? So that, you know, that may be done as we now find out. So the ending, Regal comes out, right? And he only comes out because MJF's got the dynamite diamond ring on it. He's about to hit Moxley. Regal tells him to drop it or at least intimidates him. So he drops it risking the possibility of losing to Moxley, right? Because Regal, I guess, would have been fine if he lost, apparently but only to just slip them the knucks and have them win that way. And it's like, forget the logic wrestling. There is no logic, right? That makes no sense to begin with. But I mean, this feud taught us that. Right. So we're finding out now. So bottom line is MJF used the knucks one shot. Moxley, you know, takes the L eyes wide open blinking, by the way, during yeah, the pin. Which I didn't love. I thought he was popping it. Yeah. Didn't love that. And then um, we have a new champion. And I just have to say really quick to come to find like this is booked exactly how Tony Khan wanted supposedly what this is the story he wanted to tell, which I actually respect. Like if you want to tell a story, even though some people say I could see it coming a mile away, Zern, our road man, he said, I was not surprised at all. He said, Mm -hmm. very predictable ending, whatever, very underwhelming. He didn't love the main event. But um, what do you guys think? Because they're telling the story they want to tell, but is it the, is it the right story? Like, for us fans, I don't know. So, obviously, we talked about who wouldn't. John Patrick mentioned Regal, you know, turning on him and joining him and Jeff. My biggest issue with that was just that I didn't want to fuck up the Blackpool Combat Club, right? Because I think they're the coolest team. And I love Regal. I don't. So, a positive to take out of it, I think having MJF with Regal is a good thing. You know, like, I think that gives him credibility. We talk about him not needing a manager or anything like this, or like or like a Stokely Hathaway type. But it's like, but put in Regal with anybody. Like, we didn't have a problem when Regal was with Moxley and Brian Danielson, right? Because he's just right. a different level of guy. He has real credibility. He's a better talker than most of the guys in the business. You know, so I think it it could, this can elevate MJF. Cause like, I'm not convinced as him as the champion, you know, like, 
Um, he had a post fight scrum where like he cut a, like a promo in the whole room, you know, and that was cool, I, I guess. Um, but I'm still not like convinced by this, you know, little dude with the belt. But um, I think I'm I think Regal's gonna help that. I think Regal's gonna bring some believability to him, and you know, we'll see where where this goes. Because I am curious, because like we said, the Blackpool Comic Club, what happens there? Is it dissolved now, or is it? Hey, I mean, he's still like I know from being in like these gyms, right? Like these MMA teams is sort of like, I don't care if one guy is no longer part of the team, you know, I'm part of the team, you know, it's sort of like, there's, you know, there's not one, any one guy that's above like the club, you know? So like, that's how I, I, so I wonder like, are they going to split up or is the Blackpool combat going to keep going? And now Moxley is this outsider and you got to pick between Regal or, or is there going to be new guys in this thing? Or is, you know, I don't know where it's going to go. So I'm just going to let it play out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I trust William Regal more than maybe even like Tony Khan's booking of everybody. So it's sort of like, I'm curious, but I'm not convinced with MJF as the champion. Um, Super predictable feeling, you know, like it was kind of like a bummer to end the show like that. I thought maybe something else was going to happen like after, you know, and there was just nothing. It just ended and it was like, all right, well, we got a new champion. It's the MJF era. There we go. Cool, do you, I guess. Do you uh, respect, we'll do you respect, I'll ask you this too, Duke, but do you guys respect like, tell the stories i always say like sh- tv shows wrestling bookers they shouldn't change everything because what the fans want mm-hmm. but like yeah. do you respect the fact that they're telling the story the way they want to tell it even though it's sure you, you know, know? Like def- uh, definitely because i i agree nothing worse than when you feel like you're pandering to a crowd right like when it's just like this is what we want so this is what's going to happen every now and then it's good to do that and like I think one of the biggest criticisms they get is that they do pander to the crowd, yeah. whatever the crowd, yeah. the crowd dictates what direction they go, and maybe there's truth to it. I think there's a uh in in the mi- a middle ground that people need to catch, you know, where like WWE doesn't listen to you at all, doesn't care what you think forever, they're never gonna do it. And then AEW <laughs> maybe is leaning a little too much of like they're gonna give you exactly what you want, but I think, you know, if you find that middle ground, yeah. that's fine. I like that. If this is a story he wants to tell, okay, then I you've earned enough trust from me that I'm going to let you play this out. So, so Duke, you mentioned, you you guys both mentioned that MJF has to do something god-awful, dastardly, and um, that's what you want to happen at the end of the match to show, if you're going to call yourself the devil, do something evil, right? Mm-hmm. Was this was this the most evil thing he could have done, or is this like, um, kind of middle of the road evilness? I don't know, man. Like, pick a lane, dude. You know, like he's he's the fucking biggest baby face in the company. Like, look at that entrance. He comes out and he's like playing to the fans and stuff, and like. I don't know, man. I'm out, dude. I'm out on this. Like it, this shit is, it's not interesting to me. Like Regal joining him makes zero fucking sense. Like zero. Like John Patrick actually messaged me and he was like, I hate to say I told you so, but I love being right. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, John, I'm sorry that I thought that a wrestling company (laughs) would use logic and, you know, some fucking common sense when storytelling you know like Mm -hmm. the blackpool combat club's done i mean Mm. fucking i certainly don't want mjf in a stable called the blackpool combat club oh no that fits him Mm -hmm. great 
I mean, I'm sure they'll do it because fucking <sighs> why not? It's been brilliant. All this shit's been brilliant, you know, like, yeah, dude, I was all in on MJF as a fucking nuclear heel. I want to hate that dude. Him as this corny baby face. I don't give a fuck at yeah. all. And I feel bad that Moxley's epic ass title reign ended like this, honestly. Mm -hmm. Because I'd rather so. watch Moxley fight different dudes every week than watch whatever bullshit we have coming up now. I agree with you, Frank. Like, Regal definitely brings a credibility to him mm -hmm. because it's fucking William Regal and we all love him. Uh, but, yeah, man, I don't give a shit. I'm hoping on Wednesday that you get convinced. he comes out and maybe <laughs> takes a shit on the crowd or something, you know, like, and gets that heel shit going again because of baby face mjf I he's mean, not a baby see, face yeah. yeah did you see the post fight scrum at no, all dude he, no. he went full heel oh, on good, the whole, whole room like okay and good. it was and it was it was like what you would expect good. from mjf besides yeah. the last few weeks of teasing a baby face turn, yeah that's so. what i want listen yeah. man even if you're in your fucking hometown you say oh yeah this is why i fucking left this shithole you know, come on, man. Don't play. I can't well, I think the idea here shit. was he was being healed. Yeah. I well, like he that, dude. We talked about this before. I liked his ass because he was a true fucking heel. Mm -hmm. Stop saying catchphrases, dude. You're a bad guy. Tell them to shut the fuck up when they say your catchphrase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think he's going that route because this looks like he was teasing us, right? Like we talked mm -hmm. about the rock. Oh, he's a he, he's a baby face, baby face. No, back with the corporation. This looks like this is what they're doing here. He seems to be going the heel route with Regal. They're going to be like, you know, evil partners, but maybe they'll tie it into that conversation they had way back when, when he was trying out for WWE. Like, uh, I always saw something in you, Max, yeah. or whatever, right? They can justify that. I think I get so nitpicky with the fact that, like you said, Duke, this ends a great, great title run in an era yep. where title runs aren't that great sometimes. And like, this was really on its way to becoming like one of the better ones for for sure and also i nitpick the ending like i'm sorry because wrestling logic go back in time i'm sure there's always been a silly like come at the end of the match and cost the finish like that's always happened right but why is regal doing the swerve like drop the ring like and then you're risking Moxley maybe or rolling up mjf in those minutes to for you to hand like why did it take you Handing him the brass knucks after you tell him to drop the ring. I'm nitpicking. I'm talking about logic and wrestling, but like the whole ending just felt uh you said it, Frank, like off. Like the the thing and like off. you said, um, you know, his eyes being open, like Moxie's just like watching the ref. He's like, Is it over? Like pretty much. Yeah. He's he like, seems, All right, I'm done. Yeah, he seems disinterested, you know, like it was just didn't do it for me, man. No, dude. And I feel like with MJF, I had said this to Zern, like, um, I don't know about him as a main eventer right now. Like, because this is your main event of now. a pay-per-view. Yep. You know I've what I'm saying? saying it. I've been okay. saying it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I feel like I've been harsher on MJF than most people out there, you know? And it's not because he's not good. It's not because he can't talk. It's just because I'm like, I don't know if he's that guy now, you know? Yeah. And it's like... But but he is now, right? So it's like we got to deal with it. And we got to hope for the best, you know. Um, we're all still fans of like his talent, and especially as a heel. Like I'm not, Duke. You said you're out on it. I think they'll probably rope you back in a little bit because they're going to yeah, probably do like a good job this, explaining explaining if, it in this main event. 
this guy that I saw in this main event, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you go yeah. full heel, you know, start doing that shit again. Drop the catchphrases, dude. Go watch some old tapes, man. Be a fucking villain. I just feel like guy. the devil moniker, like that's nonsense. Silly or not, but it's like, dude, that was do the most evil thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You did normal ass wrestler shit. You didn't do anything devilish. Yeah, you did. He didn't grab like a Abdul the Butcher fork from the bottom (laughs) of the ring and start like bloody. Dude, Moxley didn't even bleed. Which didn't even bleed. I know. Yeah, in a most devilish match, our devilish guy didn't make him bleed. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. are you the devil or are you playing a part? Are you playing wrestler? Are you trying to be a little bit of Roddy Piper, a little bit of Ric Mm -hmm. Flair, a little bit like? Like you said, dude, pick a lane, pick a pick a persona, pick a yeah, man. Be comfortable with yourself, and I, I believe in him in some ways, and in other ways, I just, sometimes I look at him, I'm like, he's a little young man who's got mm-hmm. a little bit of facial hair, and he's mm-hmm. just like acting like a you know, doing snow angels at the end. Like, yeah. is that a shot of punk? I don't. That shit's corny. Mm. Yeah, because I, I don't. I don't know that. what it is. Um, dumb. Zern ranked that match a 4.3 out of 10. He uh, thought it was a little underwhelming at times and uh, too short, actually, even though it was 23 minutes. I mentioned it felt like it wasn't, you know, so, yeah, Um, I also I had it at like a 4.1, probably, you know, top five or six matches, but it just left a lot to be desired. Um, Let's go to the overall yep. with the show itself. Um, what do you guys think? Full gear. One of the big four, we'll call it. Um, what is I asked you guys this before? What is the the WrestleMania like? Is it all out? Like, would you say? Yeah, it's hard to say, man. Because like I felt like it felt like double or nothing at first, you know. But then all outs came into the rotation, and you're like, okay, so is that the Mm. big one? It feels like it has to be one of those two because it definitely doesn't feel like Revolution in full gear. They feel like the other events of the year. So like I don't know. Because Double or Nothing was their first, so it's like since it was their first, does that make it their their annual, you know, big event? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, yeah. and they they've typically been pretty big cards, but then All Out, All In was the first ever show, so All Out has that energy to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think they even know, but I don't necessarily. They only do four, so I don't think it's the end of the world if we don't have one defined. Yeah, I was but, just curious, but yeah, um, sure. because of the show overall, and really quick before we give our final thoughts on it, like a year ago, right? Uh, full gear 2021 just to tell you how the like everything's changed second match in mjf defeated darby allen uh, mm. that was a good one 20 you know, minutes i match, remember yeah. that match but uh on that card cody rhodes and Pac defeated malachi black and andrade how times have oh, changed geez. yeah Oof. cm punk defeated eddie kingston that's already been a year ago oh wow, wow. That, was good, that was good and, uh, yeah and 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 hangman uh defeated uh kenny omega for the title uh oh, yeah, a year, nice. one year ago so another full gear another new champion um so here we are what'd you guys think overall final thoughts on the show overall i thought it was very fun um i mentioned to you off air john like usually when aw does an event the internet is like this was their best event they've ever made they've ever done this was the best one and you know maybe it's it's debatable but this was the first one where i think it's clear this is not their best event that they've ever done. Um, still was fun though. Like I had fun. I just had too many matches that I graded like in the two range, you know, two, two, five for it to be like, this is a great card, but I thought it was fun overall. I gave it a three and a half stars out of five overall. Like if I was there, I would have had a good time. Okay. Um, okay. The, the elite 
and the death triangle match i thought was super sick like i love that match actually i thought it was a lot of fun and i liked the ending the the four way for the ring of honor shit loved it um jungle boys match i thought that was a lot of fun as well and so those are like my top three matches and then the jamie hater moment i think that's one of AEW's better women's matches ever you know like maybe not the best maybe brit and sheeta or brit and thunder rosa maybe are the only other two that are in competition as the best but i thought this was up there and for a match not having Britt baker in it that says something for their women's division so like i thought it was fun i thought it was entertaining i'm not in a rush to go back to much of this maybe besides jamie hater match and the elite match but uh yeah i thought it was good three and a half hours by i like it i like it duke what do you think of the show overall Chloe, closing thoughts well unfortunately the main event usually kind of you're left with that taste in your mouth so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i thought it started out really strong like the first two matches i really liked i even liked the jade match you know and like mm-hmm. um honestly like the tag team match and the main event were like the lowest matches for me, Mm. the ones that I just didn't get into. So unfortunately, you know, you can have a great game of Thrones. Whoever watched game of Thrones, it was an excellent show. And then the ending was the Mm. ending. Frank, you watched it. Mm -hmm. It sucked. It ruined it. Yeah. yeah, You're like, you're left with that, you know? So if I were to rate it on Frank's rating system, I would do probably like a 2.5 out of five. Okay. And if I were to do it on your 10, <laughs> what is it? 10 yeah. pizzas. 10 I would pizzas. give it five pizzas. I thought it was okay. average. You okay. Know? Um, I thought it started out strong. There were, I agree with Frank that, that women's match might, that's one of their best women's matches that I've seen. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, nothing that I need to revisit. You and know. you gotta, uh, and then you're gonna wait to see how the MJF thing is, uh, for you to really, I guess, accept this. Yeah, just that presentation of that guy in that main event. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he don't know who he is. But yep, um, I had it a four point two out of ten. Uh, but I feel like that's you know it, it's basically in line with what you're saying, Duke. It's an average show. I feel like the main event does uh, leave a bad taste in your mouth, and you should. The main event should bring your card up, your 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 uh, average. I'm curious though, like you know what everybody else thought of that main event. Like, were people excited that MJF finally <laughs> did the thing, or I think they are. Know, were they satisfied with how it happened? You know, like yeah, I've seen a lot of positive um, love for the way it happened. Oh my God, MJF is going to be with Regal now. They're going to be the ultimate heel duo. Maybe true. Um, how you got there? I'll always question how you got there. I don't love mm-hmm. how we got here, but um, mm-hmm. uh, real quick, Zern, uh, 3.3 out of 10. <laughs> didn't love it. I didn't he, realize how harsh Zern is of, of a critic. He's pretty, he's a very, very harsh critic, but I respect it. You got to talk about Bob Backlund and great mood if you want to get tens. He true. said, uh, winner of the night, Jungle Boy. And that was also his favorite match, the okay. cage match. Loser of the night, Soraya. <laughs> You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, relegation of the night, Nyla Rose. No relegation, that's funny. Relegation. Um, so he that as a live uh, attendee, he did not love the show, which is a shame because, Frank, you and I have been, uh, I've been to one pay-per-view. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. been to more than one. Just yeah, the two. Been, yeah, just the two. Okay. Yeah. And um, when you're there live, I feel like that usually. It's fun. Yeah, it usually. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. I wonder so, if it's because he was alone. I wonder if we were all hanging out, we probably would have had more fun. 
probably we would have been able to um, yeah. cheer yeah. cheer on um our, our, our resident Lee Marshall Zern. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that role report. This was fun. We'll see where it goes with MJF. We're gonna see this week. Um, I hope Moxley's not gone too long. I know the man needs off, but damn, Mox, we were just we were, we were just getting started with this epic yeah. run, man. <laughs> So we'll see where it goes. We'll tune in next week. We'll find out. We'll talk a little more WWE next week, and we'll see how it all, uh, all the fallout from full gear. We'll catch you next time on The Wrap for the East-West Connection. Check us out on Instagram, as usual. See all these people hating on us <laughs> at no sold underscore podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. If you don't have haters, you're not doing anything right, right? Is exactly. that what they say? That's right. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.